God has blessed this church with so much talent, and uh, I can't hardly wait to hear our new choir. Uh, they've been practicing, and if you've noticed, the new calendars are out today, and uh, on there there's uh, choir practice uh, noted, and if you want to be a part of this choir, then uh, be sure and turn out for choir practice. They, they're still looking for people. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you'll open your Bibles today to Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2. I'm going to start reading at verse 37. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now when they heard this, talking about Peter's sermon, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received the word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread and in prayer. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Oh, Heavenly Father, we're so glad that you are still building your church. You said that you would build your church and that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. We know that you are coming for your church, a church without spot and without wrinkle. And God, you are cleansing your church by the washing of the water by the word. And Father, this word is for us today. We have here before us a word in season. And God, we would ask that the Holy Spirit would help us as we glean from the scriptures that which would be food for our souls. God, may the Holy Spirit be our teacher. May our minds be open. May our hearts be uh, receptive 
to what the Holy Spirit is saying here today. May you hide this pastor behind your cross, for we would see Jesus. And we ask it in his name. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Verse 42 says, They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. I believe here we have before us a pattern of the church that Jesus Christ has clearly cut a pattern here in the book of Acts for us to follow. When J.B. Phillips translated the book of Acts, instead of calling it the Acts of the Apostles, he called it the Young Church in Action. Now, the church may be many things, but I believe it is that. I believe it is a church in action. Here we see people blessed by God, and they're marching out into the world to change that world by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that we're still a part of that active church that has been sent to change the world for Jesus Christ. The first thing I notice here is that these people were assumed to be redeemed people. They were different people. These people of the upper room were not just anyone. They were peculiar people. They were different from those around them. They had no name as of yet. The name Christian didn't come until sometime later. They had no buildings. They had no methods. They had no programs. They were just people of God. Maybe we've lost something here. Sometimes I see that we get too involved in buildings, too involved in programs, too involved in trying to make a, a, a name. Who cares what name is over the door? Who cares what type of building as long as the Holy Spirit is active and, and is alive and, and, and the church is on fire for God. Hallelujah. They were just people of God. Hallelujah. It wasn't Baptists and Catholics and, and Methodists. And just people of God. Hallelujah. 
people touched by the grace of God. And they were people with a common experience. They had been touched by the finger of God. The Holy Spirit was upon them. These were spirit-filled people. Hallelujah. Peter told them that this promise was unto them and to their children and to as many as the Lord thy God shall call. We have that same precious promise today. They were spirit-filled. They were motivated. And Peter tells here in chapter 2, verse, starting with verse 15, he tells what they were motivated by. He says, For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall, not it, it, it could, but it shall come to pass in the last days. How many of you realize we're living in the last days? In the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servant and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And he said, that's what's happening. They were the people that God was pouring out his spirit upon. And God is still pouring out his spirit upon his people. Hallelujah. These are not drunk. They were filled with the spirit. They were filled with the new wine. The early church was initiated, motivated, consummated by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit took a few dedicated people, enthusiastic people. That, you know, there's a key to that. Did you ever know, notice that when somebody's enthusiastic, it's, it's almost uh, like a, a disease. It, it kind of spreads. I run into a young man up at Zion. His name is Kerry, friend of Bobby's. And the guy can't stand still. He'd sit down, he'd get up, he'd say, Praise God! Oh, I love that book, the Holy Ghost book. And then first thing you know, he'd, he'd be so pumped up, he'd be speaking in tongues. He just couldn't couldn't contain it. 
Fanatical? Yes. But you know what? I realized that we could all have the joy that he had. Enthusiastic. Let God arise. And then he'd get all excited. Hallelujah. I believe that that's what was happening in this book of Acts. He can and he would take this congregation today and he'd do the same thing that he did back there when that book of Acts was written. All we got to do is believe God. Get a hold of God. You can't have one experience of being filled with the Spirit. You've got to continue to be filled with the Spirit. It can't be one person filled with the Spirit here in this congregation. It's got to be a Spirit-filled congregation. And everybody in the congregation has got to be on fire for God. And they've got to love God. And they've got to praise God. Oh, and when those things begin to happen, I don't care if they call it wildfire. We got enough wet blankets that'll put it out anyway. Oh, let's get excited about the things of God. Hallelujah. He wants to use you people. Really. I, I sense it down in my spirit. God is saying, I want to use you. Thirdly, I noticed that they, they were a praying people. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were, they were people that prayed. They believed God. Verse 42 it says that they fellowship, uh, they continued in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And in prayers. There was something that was, went beyond just fellowshipping. It was in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. The early church found themselves faced with an impossible task. Their world was too large and their group was too small. Sound familiar? But they knew the value and the power of prayer. And God, in answer to their prayers, in the last verse of that chapter, it says that He added to the church daily. Isn't that exciting? He added to the church daily. Not weekly, not monthly, not once a year. Daily they added to the church. Oh, praise God. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough members. You can't fulfill the Great Commission. Just start praying and believe in God. Oh, hallelujah. The church today is again faced with that same impossible task. Lives are adrift. Insecurity. The human race is bent on destroying itself. Religious freedoms are being taken away from us. 
drugs and violence and sex are taking over. Wars and rumors of wars. Inflation. You can go on and on and on. But praise God, His people are again turning to prayer. And things are going to happen. I just know that when God's people get down to business and prayer, things have got to happen. Oh, hallelujah, it worked back then and it'll work today. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear in heaven and I will heal their land. Hallelujah. Was that just a promise for them? No. It's a promise for us. And I see people beginning to want to get down on their knees in prayer. If you want to, you want to be a part of it, and you can be in here on Wednesday mornings, get here by all means. We've got some women here that are interceding on behalf of this church and this nation. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Fourthly, they were witnessing people. Hallelujah. Witnessing to the... It just, it's a natural expression of those who have been touched by God. You don't have to wind them up and you don't have to pump them up. When you've been touched by the Spirit of God, you can't contain it. Hallelujah. These Christians had something to say. They had good news. And they couldn't contain it, and they preached it everywhere. They taught it when and wherever they could, from house to house. Hallelujah. They witnessed in the temple, in the home, in the marketplace, in the synagogue, along the highways and the river banks. It didn't matter. Wherever they were, they were witnessing to the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Not just on one single day. They didn't take one day and set it aside and say, let's go witnessing. They went witnessing every day. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Every day. It was a vital part of their existence. And witnessing should be a vital part of our existence. Amen? I see Kathy shaking her head. How about the rest of you? Amen? Oh, hallelujah. And then fifthly, they were worshiping people. Worshiping people. Jesus was the adhesive that held it all together. Hallelujah. Chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all, not some, all with one accord in one place. 
with one accord in one place. They had only one purpose, and that was to glorify God. Their only purpose was to receive the power that God had promised and to take that power and turn the world upside down for Jesus. They were witnesses unto him. But you know something? You can't be a witness until you have experienced it for yourself. You must first have a face-to-face -face experience with Jesus before you can be a witness for Jesus. See, these young Christians knew how important it was to look to God before they looked to the world. You know, we want to go out and witness and we haven't received anything. You've got to get, you got to get full of the Holy Ghost and fire before you go out there and hit the streets, today you need to receive something. Hey, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit in 1973. Well, praise God. Have you been filled with the Spirit today? Because you can't go out there and change the world for Jesus unless you've received. Every time we come together, the most important thing is that you receive something. And you're not going to receive anything unless you're open to receive it. When we come in here, we should expect to receive something. Oh, we ought to take that clock and we ought to smash it. And you people that put your dinner on hold, don't do it anymore. Let's stay until we get what we want from Jesus. Hallelujah. We ought to come in here and we ought to praise Jesus. If it takes two, ten minutes and that's all we need to get lifted up before the word is pumped out into our hearts, then praise God that's all right. But if it takes an hour and a half, Let's do it for an hour and a half. We're going to have to do whatever it takes to get filled with the ghost, the Holy Ghost. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. It's only Holy Ghost-filled people that's going to change this world. You can't, you can't have a form of godliness and deny the power. Hallelujah. They had to learn the value of worship. They knew the value of corporate and private worship. They worshiped in their, in their home meetings. They worshiped on the riverbanks. They worshiped in the prison cells. It didn't matter where they were at, and it, it doesn't matter where you're at. This building and this, the, uh, our particular song leader or the particular music has nothing to do with it. It depends on you. Are you going to worship God? And I see people coming in Sunday after Sunday and, and you're trying to lead singing and they're like this. Hey, we're a body of Christ. 
And we're, we want to be filled. We want to be on fire for God. But we can't receive anything because there's not a unity. If they were in one place and they were in one accord and they were going to worship God regardless of anything else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship does not depend upon methods or means. Methods or means only helps. But it does not depend on it. I can worship God right now. Hallelujah. And it doesn't depend on whether you're going to worship or not. I can have a hallelujah time right here by myself. If you don't want to join in, too bad. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Worship is personal. Personal. Hallelujah. The ingredients that make up a good church of Jesus Christ are these. Hallelujah. Each person must respond to the call individually. I can't accept Jesus for you. Your mother can't accept Jesus for you. Your father can't do it for you. Your neighbor can't do it for you. It's up to you. Do you want Jesus? Do you want Him? Hallelujah. It's up to you. You can have exactly as much of Jesus as you're willing to give of yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Secondly, each person needs to be obedient. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit says, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Or, or uh, I want you to give a message in tongues. And you go, mm You've got to be obedient. You've got to let the Spirit lead you. They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. See, we need to practice that following the Spirit. Regardless of what we think is right. If it says do it, do it. Amen? And if it says don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. Amen? Hallelujah. And then thirdly, we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I, I don't know how people can go on week after week and, and never come back for that water that feeds and quenches that thirst in your soul talking to someone yesterday and, and uh, she hasn't been attending church too many things I said how can you separate Jesus from the church how can you have Jesus and you be a part of Jesus and not, not want to be in church 
I can't do it. You see, when I come together, when I come in here with you, I am edified. I'm built up. But not as much as I'd like to be. I'd like to see all of you get so on fire for God that when one o'clock came, I'm still dancing up here because I didn't even know that it was one o'clock. Amen? I'd like to see this place turned upside down. I don't care if you do walk on the pews and swing from the chandeliers. (laughs) Just don't swing from those fans. (laughs) Hallelujah. And last of all, we need to pray and we need to worship and we need to witness. God wants to do something wonderful in this church. You know, today is an anniversary. Did you know that? Other than my wife, I want to see if anybody can tell me what anniversary it is. Yes. Exactly. Four years ago, I came into this pulpit. See, because God sent me here. And there's a work to be done here. And he put you here. And I believe together we can get it done. Amen? Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Before and earth adore. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. God we serve. Before the door. Mighty God, we serve. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! 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 Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord.